Welcome to the NECF podcast, where we share our weekly sermons and faithfully interpret the Bible to encourage and direct you on your spiritual path. We're our devoted pastors and special guests delve into the depths of the Bible, exploring its profound lessons and useful applications for your daily life. Preaching of the message concerning Christ it was, is what brings faith to you and is salvation, is what saves, praise God. Not anything else but the message of Christ. Because if you Join us as we explore the timeless truth that have the power to change people's hearts and minds, promoting a closer relationship with God and a firm belief in His promises. Spirit. That's the team that we're running with, and we bless God for how far He has brought us to this point, and we just thank God for what He's going to do today. And I'd like us to very quickly go to Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2. Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2. Yeah, the New King James. This screen is epileptic, right? It's coming off and on. It's flickering. So it says, therefore, be imitators of God. Imitators of God as dear children. Uh, can we give me um, NLT? NLT. Very quickly, you'll be helping me. Well, let me just read from here. It says, imitate God. Imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Two says, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us. A, ble- a pleasing aroma to God. NIV says, follow God's example. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. And walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. I like to read it from the Amplified as well. It says, therefore be imitators of God. Amplified classic. Therefore be imitators of God. It says, copy him. And follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father. And walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another. As Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a slain offering and sacrifice to God for you so that it became a sweet fragrance. Praise God. The topic is imitating God. Imitating God. Imitating God. Imitating God. And the word there is imitate. Some translations use follow or followers. And the 
the word that is used there in Greek is imitators, and it's, uh, I don't want to use the word because I don't think I can. I rehearsed it a couple of times, but I will fail to, because Greek has not entered my line of vocabulary. My, I've not reached Greek yet, praise God. But the word comes from an English root word that we're very familiar with, is to mimic. The, the root word there is to mimic and, and there are six other passages in scripture where you see the same exact word. We see one in 1 Corinthians. You can take that down just to see how it's used in that particular part. In 1 Corinthians 4, verses 16. And the one I also love is 1 Corinthians 11, verses 1. That is the other one. And I love the Amplified Classic of that. He says, this is Apostle Paul speaking to the, current, it's the church in Corinth. He says, pattern yourselves after me. In other words, follow my example as I imitate and follow Christ the Messiah. Praise God. Note that the standard is Christ. Praise God. He says, if you don't have, like you, you probably cannot see him, but just look at how I live my life. as I Follow me as I follow him. Praise God. In other words, he says, pattern yourselves after me. Follow my example, in other words, as I imitate and follow. It's not just imitate, you're following. Praise God. The team is the leading of the spirit. Following, it's a follow Christ, the Messiah. The Messiah is very key as well. And then we have also first, I give the first one, 1 Corinthians 4 verses 16, 1 Corinthians 11 verses 1, 1 Thessalonians 1 verses 16, 1 Thessalonians 2 verses 14, then Hebrews 6 verses 12, and then 1 Peter 3 verses 3. I'll repeat it again. 1 Corinthians 4 verses 16, 1 Corinthians 11 verses 1, 1 Thessalonians 1 verses 6, and then 1 Thessalonians 2 verses 14, and then Hebrews 6 verses 12, and 1 Peter 3 verses 13. Praise God. topic or what we're going to be looking at is imitating God. To start of imitating God, you have to first and foremost, it says as his children or as his dearly beloved children, praise God. So it starts off with you being his child because you have to, you have to be close to imitate someone, praise God. And if you have a child, you, the child is not far away, praise God, the child is close, praise God. He so said, you have to be, first and foremost, be his child to imitate. Praise God. And we receive Christ and believe in him and we are adopted into this family. Praise God. We receive the life of Christ and we're adopted into this family. And that is when we can now say for a fact that we can say, okay, we are in that space where we can imitate him. If not, all what we're going to be doing is strange because you... There's, there's no relationship to start with to, to go off. And, and John 1, verses 12 and 13, it says, But as many ha as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. See, but as many as have received him, he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, 
believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Praise God. You have to understand that you can't be his child if you're not born of him. Praise God. You can be his child if you're not born of him. And it starts off from believing in his son. Praise God. Believing in his son. That will be a theme that will, that will hold true in the course of this teaching. Praise God. For you to imitate someone, you have to see. Praise God. You have to see the person to imitate them. And certain things are very clear for, to us in scripture where you see our spiritual life has some similarities with the physical, praise God. Not all, not all, but certain things are quite similar, praise God. The way children learn is by watching adults or people older do things, praise God, and they imitate. That is how they start to learn, praise God. That's how they start to learn. And as children of God, we come to that space. But first and foremost, as I said earlier, we have to come to that place where we there's no veil. There's nothing separating us from God. Praise God. Because we have to see God to imitate him. And if you don't have a relationship with him, there's a veil. And scripture makes this clear to us in 2 Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians 3. I want us to read this scripture and read it and the Holy Spirit will highlight it to us. I'll read it from the New Living Translation. It says, I'm starting from 2 Corinthians 3 from verse 12. It says, since this way, since this new way gives us such confidence, since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold, praise God. We can be very bold. I will explain what that new way is. It's new covenant, praise God. It says, we are not like Moses. Yeah, it's put some, well, I'll take us back to, to clarify that. We're not like Moses, but put, who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel will not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. But, these people's minds, these people's minds were hardened. Until this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. Praise God. The same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil cannot be removed. This veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Praise God. How this veil comes off is only by believing in this lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Praise God. This veil is only taken off by believing in Christ. 15 now says, yes, even, to, even today, when, this, when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil. So he's saying even this very day, even in this hour and this moment as the word of God is coming, if you are not his, there's a veil. Praise God. That's why you cannot understand it. 
That's why you cannot comprehend it. He says, and they cannot understand. Praise God. The veil doesn't even allow you to see clearly. You can't see past the truth that is before you. Praise God. 16 now says, but whoever, he said, but whenever, sorry, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Praise God. When someone turns to Jesus, that veil is taken away. And note that it's, you make that decision. Praise God. You make that decision to turn to the Lord. And when we read God's word, as believers, the Holy Spirit makes it come alive. Praise God. The Holy Spirit highlights the text. There are no mere words, praise God. There are no mere words. And Moses had it very different. If you read through scripture, you see it seems like Moses understood something that they don't. Praise God. And, and he understood it. To, and there are many people in the Old Testament. We have examples like Abraham. These people understood what was, they, they, it's almost like they, they beat time into this present day and age to, they had seen something, praise God. And as we all, most of us are familiar with them, they held on to this promise by faith, praise God. They held on, to, they, they hadn't seen it, but they took the word of God by it, praise God. They took the word of God by it. And let's go to Deuteronomy and, and I will, uh, by special grace of God, I will just go to Deuteronomy 31. 31, 24 to 27. So it says, when Moses had finished writing the entire body of instruction in a book, he gave this command to the Levites who carried the ark of God of the Lord's covenant. Praise God. Take this book of instruction and place it inside the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God, so it may remain there as a witness against the people of Israel. 27. For I know how rebellious and stubborn. He says, he says, how rebellious and stubborn you are. Praise God. He says, they are the ones that are rebellious and stubborn. He says, even now, while I'm still alive and I'm here with, with talking to them, you have rebelled against the Lord. How much more rebellious will you be after my death? Praise God. So now he summons the elders and all of that. I want us to see something. Remember we talked about the veil in the passage that we read, right? We talked about the veil in the passage that we read earlier. And we seen in Deuteronomy that Moses had given them a couple of instructions. And these people of rebellious had a time. And sometimes we can feel like when you read through the scripture, you'll be like, why are these people like this? Why are these people like this? Once there's no work on your inside, and once you're not obedient to what the instruction given is, you, you can't even start from there. It's like there's a veil. Praise God. That veil is not allowing you to understand or even comprehend what has been said to you. And we see in Deuteronomy 30 verses 11 again, very quickly, Deuteronomy 30, verses 11 to 14. 
11 to 14, it says, This command I'm giving you today is not too difficult for you to understand. This is Moses telling people that are struggling to understand that it's not too difficult. And in it, and it is not beyond your reach. Praise God. 12, it says, It is not kept in heaven so distant that you must ask, who will go up to heaven and bring it down so we can hear it and obey? It says, it is not kept beyond the sea, so far away that you must ask, who will cross the sea to bring it to us so we can hear it and obey it? Praise God. 14, now it says, no. It's not that far for you to reach. It says, no, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your hearts so that you can obey it. Praise God. It's on your lips, in your hands, so that you can obey it. And this passage of scripture is what Apostle Paul now copies and pastes in Romans 10. That's a six to eight. Praise God. Let's move to Romans 10. That's a six to eight. Romans 10. That's a six to eight. Let's start from five just to get the context. So you see, for Moses writes that the writes that the law, this way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of its commands. It says, but Faith's way, praise God, says, but faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say it's, don't say, don't say in your heart who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth, praise God. Don't say who will go to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life again. It says, in fact, it says the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message that about faith that we preach. Praise God. And Apostle Paul is saying the message is the very message about faith. And it's about having that faith in Christ. And, and the way it works is... Please, in that same Romans, just go to 17. Give me New King James. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The way faith comes is by hearing. So one thing is, to, remember we, we talked about the veil. One thing is to hear, another thing is to hear, because it says faith comes by hearing, and then hearing the word of God. Praise God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It's telling you how faith comes and what the hearing should be about. Let's look at it in Amplified. Look at it in Amplified, so it makes it a lot clearer. We're just using scriptures. Use the Amplified, not the Amplified Classic. So it says, so faith comes by hearing what is told, praise God, and what is told is heard, what is heard comes by preaching 
of the message concerning Christ. Praise God. Praise God. And you can see him because there's a basis to relate. And then you can now say, I imitate. You can now, the instruction now can be, and the word I, and, and it's imitating. You don't, you don't stop at some point because it's difficult or because you can't reach it. Praise God. You keep doing it. You keep doing it. You go at it. And it's no coincidence that God sets this thing up the way he sets it up. Praise God. And some people think you just throw into it and then he had set the system up already from the beginning. Praise God. It's always been set up in that way. And it's so simple. And sometimes we want to complicate it. Praise God. We can put in complications into it just to get people all worked up about what exactly it is. Is you understanding that God himself sent himself to come down and redeem us to himself. Praise God. And that is and that's the whole, that's the love story of God's word. That's the story of the Bible. In summary, a God that loves us so much to leave us in that place where we are, but send himself. And there's no other religion that does this the way our God does it. Every other religion you die for. You die for the one that you are. In, but he comes and lays down his life because that's the only way we can be saved. Praise God. And that is the truth of the gospel. And I say this, there's no coincidence. And it's, it's as way back as I think we're looking at concerning spirituals. And, and we, we're looking at the day of Pentecost, right? And it's amazing when you see how God has orchestrated the whole thing from the beginning. Praise God. I'd like us to go to Exodus very quickly. Exodus 23, verses 16 and 17. Yeah. Yeah, good. So, Exodus 23, 16, and 17 says, Also, you shall observe the feast of harvest, which is the feast of weeks, Pentecost, or the first fruits, acknowledging the first fruits of your labor of what you sow in the field. I want us to pay attention. Go back. I want us to pay attention to. I think we're familiar with the Pentecost, right? Familiar with the Pentecost. It was the, a festival that one of the, I think there are three of them in this passage. The, it's the second one. It's the second one. It's the Feast of Weeks. It's either called the Feast of Harvest, Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, or because it was later called Pentecost. Praise God. And what they do is to, the first fruits of people's labor, that's what they come and do. That's, and this happens after Passover, 50 days. I think those of us that attend ourselves, praise God. How many of us are following? Those of us that say, okay, if you're not in the cell, probably you will be somewhere. Just follow along with us, praise God. So, so there's a Passover, and this has been enacted way back, praise God. And we know what it's pointing to. At least if you're in this house, you know that all this is pointing to the great grand plan of God, praise God. And then we see that this is already enacted, and first fruits, praise God. Let's go to the B part. So it says, and third, the feast of ingathering. But this is the second, this is the third one. I mean, I told us that that's the first one. So let's go to Exodus 34, 22, and 23. So that we'll see it again. Yeah. You see, afterward, all the Israelites approached him and he commanded them to do everything that the Lord had said to them on Mount Zion. 
Sinan. 22, 22. 34, 22 to 23. 34, 22. So it says, you shall observe and celebrate the feast of weeks. That's the same thing I said, feast of weeks, harvest, first and then all Pentecost. The first fruits of the wheat harvest, and then it states all of this. And then you hyperspace down to the Acts of Apostle. Acts 2 verses 5. Let's move to Acts 2 verses 5. Note that this happens when every of, and instructs them that everybody should come around for it. Praise God. Instruct that everybody leaves, no matter where you are as an Israelite, you must show up for this. Everybody must come with their first fruits. And then we see that now they were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout and God-fearing men from every nation. Note that it's not just the nation of Israel now, every nation. And these are people who are Jews but were scattered. If you read your Bible, you see that there was a time where there was exile. Everybody was exiled to different places. So these people come back to observe that festival. Praise God. And the way it works is that God had known that, and Jesus Christ gave the instructions to the disciples and told them to wait. And he arranges it in such a way that when all these people come back, that is when they will experience that encounter, praise God, that brings all the first fruits, all the, in the all this first fruits of salvation, because note that for those of us that are not from the church, but we are, look, we are looking at concerning spirituals, and this makes you admire the way God works. It makes you understand that God doesn't make things by, he doesn't do things by accident. He had foreshadowed. All those things were pointing to that particular grand event that was going to happen, and the disciples were given an instruction not to leave. Praise God. They were given instruction not to leave, and they were all waiting for this to happen. Praise God. And it says, after this happens, then you can now start going. And then it says in verse 5, it says, and then came together 6. Let's go to 6. It says, and when, and when this sound was heard, a crowd gathered, and they were bewildered because each one of us, each one was hearing those in the upper room speaking his own language or dialect. Praise God. They were surprised that why are we hearing these people who are Jews? Like, it's like I'm Nigerian. It's like me return back to Nigeria and then I'm hearing people that are native to Nigeria speaking Turkish. And this is just an example that has just one language. I'm just wanting you to understand how different people were speaking their different languages at that spot, and that created this, the right environment for the word of God to be preached. Praise God. For the word of God to be preached and people to be drawn. Praise God. People to be saved. Praise God. And, and that is how beautiful God works. And when we go to Acts 2 verses 40, Acts 2 verses 40, we see the Apostle Peter having to clear what was going on because they were like, what's going on here? And some people are started up, oh, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden, they moved to that they must be drunk. That's the only way they can explain it. But we see that Peter solemnly 
testified and continued to admonish and urge them with the many words, saying, Be saved from this crooked and unjust generation. 41. So then, those who accepted this message were baptized, and on that day, 3,000 souls were added to the body of believers. Praise God. God is desirous that people will come to the knowledge of him. God is so desirous that he makes something that to use coincidence, but to him, it was part of the plan all along. Praise God. And for some of us, we're like, oh, what's happening? How am I here? For some of us, we came here to do that work which God has called you to do, and you're going to be going back. And it's really beautiful when you hear God and follow the instruction. And some of us, we, it takes us time to understand what God or why God placed us here. And, and God, God is very patient with us. He, he, and he says he wants you to come to that place where you see what he's doing and join in. Praise God. He's, you see what he's doing and you join in. You don't want to sit down in the background and just watch. Praise God. Even if you're watching, you're actively participating in what God is doing. You're not absent-minded. You're not lost. Because God will still do what he will do. It's a privilege and an honor for you to be part of what God is doing in this time and this season. And I'm so excited about what God is doing in this our generation. How it's causing men and women to be bold about him. Be confident about him. Not be mediocre. Not be, not be shy about what God is doing. You carry God and you are keeping him in your pocket. Praise God. You open your mouth and declare that he is the Lord of your life. Because he is the Lord of your life. He, he is your father. You carry his spirit on your inside. You have to walk. You have to move like someone that does. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Praise God. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is an instrument that empowers us to grow. And growing happens We Praise God. Imitation is very necessary for us to grow. A child will continue to crawl if he doesn't have a model to show him that he can walk with his two feet. Praise God. A child that is given birth to and kept in the wild will act like the wild. Praise God. To be like some jungle book situation. It will just be that the child will just be acting. Some of us still remember the and that happened, I think that happened real life. I think I heard of a situation in Uganda where a child was, during the whole war, they, they kept the child and the, the, the parents were running for safety and then they abandoned the child and the child grew up in the midst of animals and didn't act as human, praise God. And I've, we've seen situations where even pigs are meant to act like dogs because they hanged around them, praise God. They have hanged around them, and it's, it's funny, but it's, it's serious. So it means that you can grow or you can act a certain way by watching, praise God. And whether you like it or not, you are influenced by something. And we're in a world where a lot of things are influencing us. It's either the Spirit of God is influencing you or something else is, praise God. And I would like to take us to a text in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 10, verses 23. Jeremiah 10, verses 23. I want the Amplified for this. Thank you. 
said, oh Lord, this is Jeremiah speaking, said, oh Lord, I know that the part of life, the part of life of a man is not in himself. Praise God. It is not within the limited ability of man. Your ability is limited. Praise God. But the ability of God is unlimited. Ability, the limited ability of man, even one at his best, even the best of men are still limited. Praise God. To direct, to choose or direct his path in life. Praise God. It means that you don't have the ability to choose or to direct your path. I don't know about you. I just finished explaining how God orchestrated the coming of his son and worked out all those things. I will trust him to orchestrate the plans for my life, not myself. Praise God. Because some of us, we, we trusted ourselves and we're here. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. But, but all that being said, it's no coincidence that you're here anyways. Praise God. God has a way of working things around. Praise God. You thought it was a mistake, but it works out for your good. Praise God. It works out for the good. So it means that you are making a decision not by yourself. You might think you are the one making a decision. You can be influenced. I think I, I've said this a couple of times where a child thinks that it was their idea all along to be a medical doctor, not knowing they were primed. Praise God. Your parents will buy you stethoscope, lab coats, all of those things, tell you to stay with uncle that is a medical doctor. And then you just wake up one morning and say, I, I feel like I want to be a doctor. Yeah, you feel. You have to feel that way because you're programmed to feel that way. And the world is doing that work for us, praise God. We have screens that program us to think a certain way or, or feel certain things are normal when they are abnormal, praise God. And that's why the word of God has to be a standard. That's why we imitate God, praise God. Scripture tells us not to be conformed to this world, right? But we transform by the renewing of our minds. It means that there's something we should be beholding that should transform us. Praise God. And once, once you're not beholding God, you'll be acting like everybody else. Praise God. Let me quickly take us to a situation that will show us this very practical. I know every time we see this part of Scripture, we're thinking of something else, but I'll bring our attention to what is most important to look at. Matthew 14, verses 25 to 31. I want us to observe Peter very carefully in this one. But this time, don't be, don't be harsh on Peter. Don't be harsh on him. Don't say, why did you look at the storm? Look at it. 14.25, it says, And on the fourth watch of the night, that's around, gives us a good three to four. That's, that's very early in the morning, praise God. Jesus came to them walking on the sea. Just imagine, please, put yourself in the situation. You are in the sea. And then someone walking on the water was coming up to your boat around 3 a.m. to 6, around that time. Praise God. I don't know what your first reaction will be, but I know we are mostly Africans in this place. I know what our first reaction will be. Praise God. So next verse, it says, When the disciples saw him walk on the sea, they were terrified. That is the, that's the general, that's what every normal human being should feel when you see someone walking on the sea, because that's, 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 not, that's not normal. That's not normal at all. No matter wherever it is, physics, or whatever it is, not normal. Praise God. And they said, yeah, it is a ghost. It has to be a ghost, because how, who has the ability to walk, just move around the air? And they, were, they cried out in fear. They cried out in fear. Next verse. But immediately, he spoke 
to them. They heard the word. Praise God. They heard the word. And the word gave some faith. Faith to them. And then took charge. Take courage. Take courage. Other translation, don't be afraid. Praise God. It is. It is. Don't be afraid. Next verse. Peter replied to him. Now, Peter is the very, very familiar with how Peter behaves. Say, Lord, if it is really you, not the ghost that we were thinking earlier was, command me to come to you on the water. Right there is someone that heard the voice of his master and didn't want to stay with the rest of the disciples in the boat where it's safe. Praise God. In the boat where it's safe, but decides to follow the voice of the master. Now, going back to the imitating God. Praise God. Imitating God. He saw his master and Lord Jesus walking on water, and he says, if it's really you, and you're walking on that, I want to do likewise. Praise God. And we know how the story goes from there. By the way, the rest of the disciples, you wonder where they were. I'm very sure they were just in the boat, like, we don't try it, we're not from, we're not from America, you can take that risk. <laughs> Praise God. We're trying to be safe so that we'll not be sorry. Praise God. He said, come on. And here's the voice of God telling him to come. Praise God. And he says, so Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water. And he and came towards Jesus. I want you to understand that if he had not first confirmed, okay, if it's you, he wouldn't have had the privilege to even try something that, you know, if you're in the boat, you, you don't know what would have happened, praise God. You don't, you, you, you don't know what would have happened. But at least you have someone that you can see and learn, okay, okay, how do we do it next time? Praise God. Some of us, um, let me just hit it right here. In 2024, you have to leave the boat. Praise God. You have to hear what God is saying and act on it. Praise God. And sometimes you, you, it will not come easy. Praise God. It will be scary. You're going to be afraid. You're going to even doubt if you can do it. And I, 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 I really see, I, I, I have, I can't explain it, but I know that there's, there's a lot God is doing in 2024. But... But it requires people that don't stay in the boat or that, that, that want to take God by his word, right? That will take God by his word and do something they have never done before. Praise God. Because in the boat, you don't know what can go right or what can even go wrong. But I would trust that the God that has my life in his hand. Praise God. The God that has my life in his hands. The God that told me to do it. Uh, let's continue. And it says, But when 
Are we on track? Yeah. But when he saw the effects of the wind, the effects of the wind, and it's not that the instruction wasn't correct, but certain elements will will make you rethink. You know, you know, for most of us, we come back to lo- let's come back to reality. You know, let's come back to reality. Chidi, do you do you think that this is the wise thing to do? You hear several voices trying to make you recalibrate, like check again. Are you sure? You know, things can go wrong very quickly, and you might not be alive to tell the story. To just be like. People will tell you a story, praise God. But because he's holding on to the word that was given to him as Christ, he went ahead and the, the wind took his course and he was frightened and he began to sink and he cried out. Note that for some of us, we are sinking, but we don't cry out. We are sinking, clearly, you are sinking. And then your friend is trying to, are you, sh- are you sure you're not sinking? You're like, no, I'm fine. I've never been this good in my life. <laughs> Cry out, praise God. Cry out, that is the word. Cry out, praise God. And for some of us here, we are sinking. We are sinking. Cry out. And it says, Lord, save me. It's not enough to cry out to the Lord. Sometimes the Lord can use someone next to you. Praise God. Be humble. Praise God. Someone contacted me and said, oh, there's this lady. She's looking for a house. I said, are you the one looking for the house? Why can't she look for the house? You're a guy. She's a lady. Let her look for the house. Because the lady will be very open to help. But you are a guy. You can't help. And you're now the one conversing for the house. So I said, tell the lady to be bold enough to ask her friends, because I'm very sure she has her friends. But the way things work, people are more comfortable in talking to people they don't know than the people they do know that can help them. Praise God. And in this church, if there's any advice or if there's anything, what don't suffer in silence. Praise God. Cry out, Lord, save me. Cry out, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Scream it as loud. That is like blind Bartimaeus. He knows that if he doesn't have this opportunity, it will pass him by. Praise God. And immediately, and that's the way God responds when we cry out to him. That's the way he responds. He doesn't say, let me, let me watch him drown. You know, let me watch him. He's not drowned. He's not, I think he's still alive. Let's just see how far. How can, how much, God is not wicked, praise God. It's not wicked to watch you drown and then see how far you can go with the drowning and then he comes and then he says, okay, yeah, have you learned your lesson? No. That's probably your friend, family members, some fall under the category. Praise God. (laughs) It says, immediately Jesus extended his hand and I don't know where he was, but I, it's almost like, you know, we're not there. Movies try to depict these things, but you're free to imagine how, how much you can, but he showed up immediately and then he caught him by the hand, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Praise God. And I want to bring it to our attention very quickly that this Peter never had the Holy Ghost that you do. He did not. He didn't. He didn't have the Holy Spirit that you do. Praise God. didn't have the Holy Spirit that you do. Carry on your inside. Means that if you cry out to God, he's, he responds immediately. 
Praise God. He responds immediately. But sometimes we have, it's like they say the hen is sitting on gold and crying, oh, we don't have money. You're sitting on much more than that. Praise God. And there's something that gives you confidence when you know that you have a father that is dear. I had a story of a child that was in a plane. The child was in a plane. The father was a pilot. Yeah, that was a spoiler. The child was in a plane, and then they were asking, oh, everybody was like scared. Oh, this plane's going to crash and everything. They, they saw this little boy, and they were like, out of curiosity, why are you not bothered? Everybody's like, well, we're going to die, that kind of thing. And then he said, my dad is a pilot. And you can imagine the confidence the child has in his father's ability to fly. That he says, no, I, I don't think you guys are, you can bother yourself as much as you can. I'm not bothered. My dad is the one that's... Praise God. That is not as beautiful as an illustrate who our Heavenly Father is. Heavenly Father is not just the pilot. Praise God. He owns the plane. He owns all the planes. He, also, he owns the skies. He owns everything out of this planet, into the planet, around about. And what we get ourselves to is bothering ourselves over things that he can help solve at the immediately. Praise God. I want to charge you to understand that you, you cannot be too far away for God to reach you. Only what you need to do is to trust him. Praise God. Trust him and trust him in such a way that, like those, those boys, like if we die, we die. He moved on and he always delivers. Praise God. I want to When, when, when fishes are in the sea and it becomes turbulent, I talked about the air, even in the sea, the waves come, right? Not that what the fish does is not leave the water. They go deeper. They go deeper. Because there's safety when you go deeper. You don't go, you don't, you know, some of us, when we face hardship, we want to commit suicide. I'm speaking to someone here. Attempting, attempting, it has failed and failed. It has failed to this point. Praise God. Just stay alive. Praise God. You are more, you are more helpful to us alive than dead. And by the way, it's expensive to die. I say this all the time. It's very expensive. Do you know how much they're going to ship you back alive, dead? It's better you go back alive and then die wherever it is you want to die. But God doesn't want you to die. Praise God. You're more valuable to him alive than dead. Praise God. He needs you for so much more than you. Yeah, and, it, and the funny thing is that you want to leave this world. It's not, you know, Apostle would say for, it's for the gospel. I want to die for the gospel, but you want to die for nothing. Praise God. <laughs> you want to die for nothing. The gospel is what you should die for. Praise God. Because that's more valuable. That's, that has internal value than you come and then you stand before God and you say, what happened? He said, I killed myself. It was too hard. Praise God. So let's Let's end on this note. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4. This is 1. And there's a reason why we never give up. There's a reason why we never give up. I've said it before. It's because we have a God on our inside. He's not far away. He's on our inside. 2 Corinthians 4 verses 1. I want the NLT. He said, he said a lot of things 
and we read it, did we? Oh, we had not gone into that part. In the chapter 3, it reminds us that where, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Praise God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, liberty. And with the veil taken off, we have the Spirit, right? And we carry our cars of the Spirit of God. It says, and because of that reason, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, the new way it speaks about the fact that we have his Spirit on our inside. We have the life of Christ. We have a Spirit residing on our inside. Because of this reason, we never give up. Praise God. Because of this reason, no matter what we go through, this is a scripture that you should read to yourself if you are the verge of giving up, right? And Apostle Paul says a lot of things. He says, look, things will hit us left, right, and center, but we'll still stand. Let's go to 16, verse 16. It says we never give up. 16 also says the same thing. Verse 16, it says, that is why he says a couple of things and said, that is why we never give up. Even though our bodies may be dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Our spirits are being renewed every day. We never give up. Praise God. We never give up because our spirit man is being renewed. No matter what it is that you're going through, if it's not for the gospel, it's not worth it. Praise God. It's not what you're, you're going down and out. I want you to Take, the, take a cue from Peter and, and cry to him. Even when it seems like it's not. Take the, have confidence in the fact that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He's a good, 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 good father. He's not a man that lies. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. I want you to trust him. I want you to look at him and act like what you see. Praise God. Look at him and act like what you see. If he's walking on water, walk on water. Because you carry him on your inside. You have the ability to do so. And if he instructs you, please follow. You might not understand the full details of what it entails. Just heed his instruction, praise God. And that is you imitating him, praise God. He tells, you see him do something, you do likewise, praise God. You don't go wrong imitating God. You go wrong imitating something else or someone else, praise God. I'd like to just close your eyes. Thank you for listening to our sermon today. We hope you were blessed by this teaching. If you want to learn more about our church, please visit our website or follow us on social media. We would love to connect with you and hear your feedback. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel and share it with your friends and family. You never know who might need a word of encouragement.